All right, 2 Peter 1. I'm going to read this both, Second uh, Peter 1, 2 through 4. I'm going to read it out of the New King James. Then I'm going to read out of the NLT also. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. As his divine power is given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by the glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption uh, that is in the world through lust. Now, the NLT says it like this, a little more our language. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We've received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous and glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises that these are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape world's corruption caused by human desire. Now, <clears throat> there are a lot of, lot of ways you can go with these scriptures, but uh, I want to sort of go this direction. Uh, actually, if you read these verses, you begin to see that God has plans for you. You also begin to see that he has provision for you. And he also has made promises. Now, why would God do these things? Well, so we can enjoy life. But you have to mature, or some people say grow up, to be all God wants you to, do, to be. But you do this by maturing in the word. If you want a title, that's what you can call it, or growing up in the word. You know, how many of you as kids, there's some things that you desire to do, but your parents said, oh, you got to grow up first. Yeah. You know, once you obtain that position, like driving a car. Once you obtain that maturity, then you were able to drive a car. You know, maturing in the word is the way, one of the ways that we qualify ourselves for all of the promises and opportunities that come our way as God leads us through life. You know, as this afternoon, as I was looking at all this, I'm looking back and I was focusing and realized that continually sowing the word into my life, was able, I was able to mature and be ready for opportunities that come along. Uh, I know I couldn't be where I am today if I had not have matured in the word. You know, Paul indicates that the Corinthians were not maturing in the word. They, they were more, they were babies. He could not, he said to them, they wasn't maturing in the word. You know, 
there are a lot of people that go to church every Sunday, every time the doors open, they're there, yet they do not seem to be entering in and enjoying all of the things that God has, has for them. And sometimes they get upset when other people are being blessed. And the problem is they're not maturing. Come on now. Don't look at me like that. How many of you have ever heard about how somebody say about somebody saying, well, chronologically they're such and such an age but they haven't matured yet they haven't grown up anybody ever heard that before that's a a lot of christians they're christians all right but they are missing out on the plans that god has for them because they have not matured in the word so you know growing in the knowledge of god and his word is necessary for us to understand the plan of God. Second Peter there, that one to grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. You know, NLT says, may God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow. Or you could use the word mature in your knowledge of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to notice that this grace and peace is not added to you. It's multiplied. Hello? You know, as you knowledge, have more knowledge. In other words, our knowledge of the word of God helps us to grow in grace and in peace. Now, if grace and peace come through the knowledge of God's word, other things that God has for us comes the same way. You know, my dad has made this statement many, many, many times. Many of you probably have heard him. You cannot have faith beyond the actual knowledge of God's word. How many of you have heard him say that? either in person or on tape. Now, not one person on that front row right there raised their hand, and I know every one of them have heard him say it. (laughs) You know, sometimes people uh, just don't want to raise their hand. My, I was six years associate pastor with my father-in-law, V.E. Tipton, I stand on the shoulders of Kenneth E. Hagan and Vernon E. Tipton. That's, that's who I stand on their shoulders. Without, their, without them, their knowledge that they imparted to me about ministry and life, I wouldn't be here today. But he, Dad Tipton used to tell this. Pastor got up one day at church And he said, how many of you want to go to heaven? And everybody raised their hand, but one man right on the front row. And so he said, well, don't you want to go to heaven? He said, yeah, I do. But I thought you was getting up a load to go right now. (laughs) Okay, now I got everybody's attention again, so let's go. (laughs) You know, 
And growing up in my, with my dad and, and, and in his meetings and especially in the early days when he was pastoring, and I, you know, he would ask people, what are you base, bracing your prayer on? What are you bracing your prayer request on? What are you bracing, bra- basing what you're praying for on? And uh, a lot of people would answer, you know, none in particular. And they, that's what he would say to them. He said, that's exactly what you're going to get, nothing in particular. It's important that we mature in the Word of God so that we know when we face different situations, we know what part of the Word to use against that situation. Come on. Anybody get anything? You know, you're destroyed. The enemy can destroy you because of lack of knowledge of God's Word. Somebody said, oh, well, you know, you got to be careful about that. that." Well, if you know the word, you don't have to be careful. Word said it, that's it. Period. Period. Now, you know, we use this scripture a lot of times, but for other things, but uh, Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priests for me because you have forgotten the law of your God and I also will forget your children. Now here we see Hosea is writing this because the children of Israel were being destroyed and taken advantage of because they had not pursued the knowledge of God that they should have been pursuing. They, did, they weren't living in the, in the plan that God had for them. And the Satan can take advantage of you when you do not understand and have the knowledge and mature in what the word says. You see, Israel was captive in Babylon because they did not have the knowledge of the Lord God Jehovah that they should have. Isaiah five thirteen. Therefore, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Their auto men are, are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. That's the King, New King James NLT says it. So my people will go into exile far away because they do not know me. Those who are great and honored will starve and the common people will die of thirst. Without the knowledge of the word of God and his plan for us as born again Christians, we will never, never be able to live the life that God wants us to live. He said in John 10, 10, he wanted us to have life and have it more abundantly. We will be unable to accomplish that if we do not mature in our knowledge of the word of God. Romans 10, 17, we all know it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. We, we say it all the time. But you know what? Other things from God come also by the word of God. 
Most people zero in on faith and we ain't, without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's what the Bible says. But they zero that in on faith, but it's impossible to please God without knowing the other parts of the word too. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word. Other things come by he- hearing the word. Come on now. You see, once we begin to mature in our knowledge of the word of God, uh, we rise to a higher level. Our ability to walk in the plan of God is increased. You know, our ability to handle life as it comes to us is better. You see, we all in life are going to face all kinds of situations, all kinds of circumstances, everything else. But when you have a working knowledge of the word of God, you're matured in the word of God, plus, you know, past just a a few little memory verses that you learned in Sunday school or learned because your mama taught them to you or something. When you have been daily feeding the word into your life, it will help you to walk through every situation that comes your direction. You know, growing in the knowledge of God, maturing is a process. Now, we don't like to think about that. We want everything instant. But you didn't graduate from school instantly. It was a process. If you went to college or university, I, I, I think they're the same, but some people say, no, university is different from college. I don't know. But anyway, it was a process. We need to understand our Christian life is a process. And it depends upon our knowledge of the word of God. You know, Mark 4, 28 and 29th, earth produces crops on its own. First a leaf, first a leaf blade pushes through and then the heads of the wheat are formed and finally the grain. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with the sickle. You know, driving through the countryside. In fact, we were just up there in Pennsylvania what, two weeks ago, I guess it was, we was up there in Pennsylvania, Connecticut, and we were driving to the church, this one church, and as we're driving, I mean, I look out there and I'd see cornfields, I'd see soybean fields, you know? But you know, they were there, and I could see that corn had the tassels up on the, up there. But you know what? They weren't out there harvesting it yet. Because it hadn't matured yet. You know, my grandpa had a farm down there in north central Texas and he'd walk out there in that cotton patch, cotton field, you know, and he'd be looking around and say, Well, son, we're gonna start picking this in two weeks. And I say, Well, Papa, how do you know that it's gonna be ready? He said, Well, I can look at the plant. And I can see how it has produced and know when the harvest time is. You see, 
we need to continually grow until we get to the point that we can harvest every promise in the book. And it comes with knowledge. It's a process. The point I'm trying to make is this, that our maturing in the things of God is a process. It didn't happen overnight. You know, people have got to be willing to mature and do what is necessary to mature. You know, you just don't go out and start, you know, hitting home runs, scoring baskets, you know, is the process that started when you were young. Hello, don't look at me like that. It's truth. You know, I, I, I don't know. It was here a while back. I was somewhere and somebody was shooting a basketball. And I, a little kid, he must have been about eight and nine maybe. And I said, look, here, here, look. You got to get the get a follow through on that. And I showed him how to do it. And he made a couple of bags. Oh man, that's, that's, that's better. And I said, yeah, now you're going to have to practice it until it becomes a normal reaction. You don't even think about it. That's when you mature and learn how to in fact. Y'all know that I give, the, I give those little lollipops. We used to call them suckers. They call them lollipops now, I think, to the kids every Sunday. Well, I'm walking down the hall back there, coming back from shaking hands. And I had two or three in my hands. And so I was just throwing them to some of the adults. And, you know, instead of doing what you, when something, when, you, when the ball's coming to you, you, if you reach out and try to catch it like that, you, most likely you're not going to grab it. You're going to knock it down. You got to let it come to you. And then when it hits your hand, then you crash. You see, that knowledge comes because you were trained, right? The knowledge that comes out of this word right here. It's important that you, <clears throat> that you get in this word. You can see there, that's James. I got scriptures marks. There's Hebrews. Here's, there's Colossians. I mean, you go off the, it's, look, look at all red marks and yellow marks and all kinds of marks. Why? Because that is how I become mature in the word. And I'm not mature yet. I'm maturing. Nobody ever completely in the word of God completely becomes mature. It will be a process ongoing until you're taken out of this place. You know, he said here that growing in the knowledge that all things have been provided for us. His divine power has given up to us all things pertaining to life and godliness. That's it. New King James, the NLT says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. 
And we receive all of this by coming to him, by coming to know him. Now, this gets us to the point of understanding who we are in Christ. That is one of the subjects I love to teach in school more than anything else is redemptive realities. Because once you become maturing in knowing who you are in Christ, it changes everything. You know, people talk about my dad and, you know, his knowledge of the word and all and everything about him, his life. But, you know, one guy was talking to me. It had been... Well, it's four, maybe four or five years ago. And um, he was talking about, he said, man, your dad was something else. I don't, I don't think anybody can ever. I said, let me tell you what. Anybody that's willing to do what he did can be, get there. That last church we pastored, I'm in the middle, we left there in the middle of my third grade year. I had a little, little twin bed right here. He had a desk right over here. I went to sleep many a night. He's sitting at that desk and had his, uh, we, they used to call them undershirts, but I don't know, I think, you know, it's just got the straps across the top, I think. And I would wait, they, I would get, be my mom wake me up, get ready for school. He's still sitting at that desk. He was there all night studying the word. One guy said to me, boy, I wish I had faith like your dad. I said, I tell you what, if you'll study the word all night, you'll get it. Oh, I can't do that. I can't hardly stay awake to read one chapter. <laughs> I'm serious. Help me understand what I'm trying to say to you tonight that everything that we receive from God doesn't depend on him. He's already done it. It depends on us maturing and understanding how to receive it and take advantage of it. You can't take advantage of something that you don't understand or know. You know what? Somebody could leave you $100,000 at the bank. And you can drive a junker, live in a junk house, and starve to death, die of malnutrition because you didn't know about it. Hello? Or if you didn't know about it, you didn't use it. My dad used to tell this story. I've heard him tell it lots of times in preaching when, when he was pastoring. And well, I heard him tell it some. And, Meetings. He used to be an evangelist before the Lord changed him to the teacher that he was for the last part of his life. And he said, he tells this story about a man in Chicago that died. Well, actually, they started missing him on the street because he lived in one of those little old flop house, they call them, or hotels where you just back in the, you're talking about the 30s. And uh, they didn't see him. They went up there and they found him dead in his house and he died of malnutrition. Well, in that little room that he lived in, two rooms he lived in, 
it was stacked full from floor to ceiling with newspapers and books and magazines. And there was just enough room that you could walk in and wiggle your way in and go to the bed or go to the bathroom. And it's just a little. And they got to going through that, all of those things. Well, they, they were just looking through and they found some money. So they start going through all of They found, now this is in the 1930s. They found $30,000 in that and he died of malnutrition. He had it, but he didn't use it. Some people know about the word of God, but they don't use it. So therefore the enemy takes advantage of them. You know, these great and precious promises are for us, the partakers of salvation. You see, all of these great and precious promises become yours through salvation being born again by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me tell you what, if you were looking the word of God and you see all these promises and you see where people have been promised stuff, you can see Abraham was promised a son and he got a son. I'm not going to read that. (laughs) I'm trying to hurry. Thank you for putting it up anyway. You know, God promised to deliver the Israelites, and he did. The ones, the the second generation, not the older ones, they didn't ever go in. God promised a redeemer. You go read it in the Old Testament through the prophets. And Jesus came. You go read him talking to the disciples. He said, I send you another comforter. That's the Holy Spirit. And he did. He's here now. God is still the same. He's still manifesting his promises in the lives of everyone that will mature in the word. So they know how to believe him, how to receive what belongs to them. You know, Growing up in church, we sang all kinds of songs, good songs, and we don't ever sing them anymore, but there's one song, Living by Faith, it's a great song. There's many other great songs in hymnals that we don't sing anymore. How many of y'all went to church where there's hymnals, they sang out of hymnals? How many of you remember some of the songs in those hymnals were great songs, faith, faith songs, like this one. Standing on the promises that cannot fail when the howling storms of doubt and fear assail by the living word of God, I shall prevail. Standing on the promises of God. That comes from knowing the word, having knowledge of the word, maturing in the word. You see, I've just tried to remind you tonight of things that you, most of you already know. And if you'll read on and get into second Peter, Peter told his constituents or his, his followers or his church that as long as that he was in his body, he was going to keep reminding of these, of these things. That's all I'm trying to do tonight is to remind you that God's plan, God's provisions, God's promises only come when we have matured in the knowledge of the word of God. Amen. Everybody stand, please. Heavenly Father, 
I tried to remind your people tonight that it is their knowledge of maturing and growing in the word of God that will bring all the promises, all the promises into their life. I thank you that we all will be more concerned about maturing in the knowledge of the word of God. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen.